Okay, stand by the hair podcast. We are gonna go on live here on all links in just a second. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the country. Uh, lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, uh, we are we're two days away from the college game starting Labor Day weekend. Cannot wait uh, for the college game, but we are nine days away from Tampa and the Dallas Cowboys playing on Thursday night football. Cannot wait for that. Uh I'm going to give my Super Bowl picks on that night at halftime. When I start SportsScope at at, uh, 9 p.m. Central Time, uh, right around halftime, next Thursday, I'll give you my full Super Bowl picks. Tonight, I'm going to do the NFC West. A lot of crazy cuts in the NFL. Uh, We had some injuries since the last time I've talked to you all. J.K. Dobbins, he's done for the season. The Colts got more injuries there. I'm going to get into that. Uh, really good documentary I recommend. The Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner documentary. Uh, going to talk about that. Also, going to make an announcement here. This guy thought I was a uh, NFL agent. Uh, semi-pro player Darius Reed. Uh, I've been invited to numerous camps here. Uh, I'm going to have him come on. He's going to talk about what uh, he's he done, his career, a little bit, his his path uh, to, to, to make it in the NFL. And uh, he's going to give some of his thoughts on the NFL going forward here. And um, let's see what that says. His path, his journey to make it. He is a Georgia military, Georgia military college grad. Uh, interesting. Darius Reed. But anyways, but first, let me talk about this, okay? Uh, like I said, watching a documentary on Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, great documentary, by the way. Especially the first 45 minutes, it's more sports-related. This is a sports show. Uh, he gets into his path from the 72 Olympics, a guy who had dyslexia, and he... Dyslexic player, uh, he was he was, he was trying out for the the decathlon, which is a series of sports, Olympic sports, uh, to to make up one. Uh, it's like the greatest athlete of all time or whatever. And he was competing in '72. He got destroyed. There was a guy named Nikola Ovalov. I'm sure I butchered this guy's name. Uh, this is very much like Rocky IV. This is a Russian Soviet Union. Uh, uh, guy, he had the world record in the the Catalan in the 1972 Olympics. Okay, and this guy seemed unbeatable. Again, like the Rocky Four inspiration, I, I would think, I would imagine, right? So, Bruce Jenner, he saw this guy as a guy who looked indefensible. He says, "I'm gonna do everything I can to beat him." From in the in the '76 Olympics, uh, he married the woman he was seeing at that time, and 
Bruce Jenner shows this in a documentary, and this is going to come into the Cam Newton thing. This check, this, uh, uh, this pay it, this listen out. So, Bruce Jenner, his newly married wife, uh, to help support him, train seven days a week. Had this pretty little white dog. I think it was like a white lab or something. And his wife, six to eight hours a day, seven days a week, Christmas, Thanksgiving included, for four straight years. And he's on the bus to Montreal to the 1976 Olympics, and he says, only thing I'm thinking about when I'm on this bus, and it's got the footage, great Netflix documentary, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. He says, I'm never going to do this again. I, I, I have to give up too much to do this again. And that leads me to today. Uh, Cam Newton, a lot of talk about this with Cam Newton. He's a guy like this Russian guy. Uh, very big frame, build. Really, once he got to a certain uh, level in football, he never really grown from that. He's very durable physically. He never really put in the work as far as the details of what it takes to become the best. Uh, he he has the physical ability, and he stayed up. And like I told you before, I've watched the All or Nothing documentary on the Carolina Panthers, and, and it showed more of Newton doing – uh, getting his haircut, doing fashion stuff, uh, talking about everything with the guys, but football. Uh, he's not really talking about routes and, and stuff with his wide receivers, uh, with, with his quarterback coach or, 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 or the wide receivers that play under him as tight end Greg Olson at the time. And But this goes to show you the kind of commitment that it takes to succeed at the best level ever, you know. Uh, one winning season, that was the Super Bowl year with Cam. And I thought to myself, man, we couldn't put two together in a row. He's up and down, up and down. And I thought, this is something. So I was listening to the Rich Eisen show from Monday pickles and this guy tom curran from nbc out of boston he had speculation that this leading up to uh of cam newton getting cut for this rookie mac jones which nobody saw coming on monday's program judging by the way the practices were, were set up and everything so listen up to this soundbite here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Tom Curran from uh, NBC uh, Boston that covers the New England Patriots. Are we going to find out, like straight through the front door? When are you going to tell us? Like, don't you, do you not have to tell us? Like, isn't it Why better for you to not even to tell, tell us? I mean, just, I mean, there's so many levels. I don't even know if that's four-dimensional chess. <laughs> All right, here's Bill's response. Again, I would just say, Tom, that what we're going to do is what we feel is best for our football team, and that's what it'll be. 
So that's really the bottom line. There's a lot of different things to talk about. Maybe the wrong sound bite here. I'll give her two more seconds here. Feels best for the team, like like we always do. Yeah, and what if you're best for the team that keeps that under wraps? Or would it be best for the team to know what the situation is at certain positions? Yep. We'll do what's best for the team. <laughs> Performance art. Well done. That was a Belichick. Is the uh, the author himself, Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Well done, Tom. Well done. We just just out here parrying, parrying, sucking, <laughs> weaving. <laughs> Trying to figure something out to get him out of his out of his hole, like fishing for that way. Yeah, that's a wrong. Basically, he was saying that this guy's been working with the first teams. Uh, only way he wouldn't want to start Jones over Be- uh, uh, Newton is it was something not merit based. Basically, what he was saying I had the wrong soundbite there, but uh, but as far as like what they're doing. You know, this guy, listen to these stats of, to these stats of Mac Jones, okay? Pro Football Focus has, they put out the rating. He has the best, the highest preseason rookie rating uh, since 2013. Mac Jones has a 92.2 this year. Patrick Mahomes was was the only one close in 2017 at 91.8. We know what Patrick Mahomes is. So my thing is, if and people are saying, well, this is against third and fourth stringers in these preseason games, he's playing the first team defense in practice. So Bill Belichick knows what he's doing in practice. Now, all that being said, I'll say this. I, I don't agree with this deal. Uh, I, like I said the other day, Pickles, I think that that this guy, Cam Newton's got 12 rushing touchdowns, okay? Uh, you're paying him nothing, practically. You, 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 they don't have the skill position players still, even after all that free agent money. They don't have the amount of firepower on offense to even with the Mac Jones to go hand to hand with with a Buffalo as of to now. They don't quite got that. So when you get in the red zone, you need that third dynamic to score touchdowns, which is. The running quarterback, Cam Newton scored 12 touchdowns last year, okay? And Colin Coward was saying he's got sourced that, that, and I talked about this last week, that COVID protocol misstep was a big deal with the Patriots. I disagree. I think that, 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 that Bill Belichick is looking at this, and he's saying, I know this kid's better right now as a passer, and he does, Mac Jones, he fits more of what we're trying to do. And Cam is a big name. He's a former MVP of the league. We don't want the distraction of asking, should you put in Cam this week because 
Mac Jones had an interception. You know? Yeah, yeah. So Pickle says uh, uh, Cam is a good option quarterback with, with, with the running team. So that's another option. That's the way I would see uh, Pickles uh, of a guy like Andy Reid taking this situation is saying, if we can't throw the ball in the red zone, uh, let's bring in a package for Cam. Let's, we, you know, as much as he studies, you would think that uh, he would be able to utilize that. So, I, 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 like I said, this guy will know more than I will ever know in football. It's just my opinion. Uh, but Bill Belichick has done things before that I've not agreed with. Okay? For one thing, he's picking too many of his own players. And we've seen that now that Brady's gone of a year that, that uh, you know, they needed those other players. They needed some of those draft picks to hit. Uh, you got to listen to your scouts. You guys know that I'm against the general manager head coach. We talked about, we saw the disaster with Bill O'Brien. We've seen that with our own two eyes. That's just Bill O'Brien. Even the best of coaches, it's not a good thing. So that's where I do not agree with Bill Belichick. I don't agree with this. You know, Uh, I understand that Mac Jones is, uh, he's going to be a great player. He's 10 times better than I thought that he would be at this point in his career. He may be the best quarterback now that uh, Nick Saban has ever had during this run in the uh, as the Alabama dynasty if you ask me all that is legit but I just didn't I didn't see it I mean are you going to put in a Brian Hoyer who's 150 years old in there who can't move at all we know what Brian Hoyer can do uh Jared Stidham is on the IR. Jared Stidham. Uh, so I, I just I just didn't agree with it overall. And, you know, there's a lot of pushback from this around, uh, around the league here. Let's see if I put anything else on here. Okay. Like I said, it was a protocol. Uh, James White said the first practice uh, that we seen, uh, Mac Jones, we knew this guy can play in this league. But Asante Samuel, uh, well, first of all, let, let me give you this quote here. Uh, Cam says, Cam says, I really appreciate all the love, support during this time, but I must say, please don't feel sorry for me. I'm good. One finger, one pinky, one thumb, peace, love. That's what Cam Newton's saying. Cam knows that he didn't put the proper effort in his career once he's got this big money. I don't feel sorry for Cam. Um, he's made pickles anywhere from eighty to ninety million dollars clear. That that is, he signed over a hundred million dollar contract. I'm talking about taxes, agent fees. Uh, he even says, "Hey, I'm rich." He tells this kid, he tells this kid that was uh, bad balvening. He says, "Hey, I'm rich. I'm okay. You don't have to worry about me." <laughs> So, but there's some backlash. There is uh, a little bit of backlash. There's some drama here. And you guys seen it in the title. And Asante Samuel took a shot, Pickles, at uh, Bill Belichick. And I'm, I'm about to play. I'm about to, about to talk about it here. And Okay, here we go. Uh, 
former New England Patriot Asante Samuel, his son is uh, playing with the Chargers. He just now got uh, he just now got uh, uh, drafted there. Yeah, yeah. Stephon Gilmore is going to be out for six weeks. This team has still got much better pass rush, uh, much better overall everywhere. Uh, I know Gilmore is is banged up. So former cornerback, he's mad about this. He's he didn't say it, but he's saying it. He's making it a race issue, picking the white guy over the black guy. That's hogwash. Jacoby Brissett was a patriot. I want to say they drafted the guy. So, But anyways, Samuel says, with strong words on Bill Belichick after Cam Newton release, without Brady, he's just another coach in my opinion. Sante Samuel and Bill Belichick. Okay. A lot of people are starting to say that now since... Uh, Brady goes to Tampa one year. They win the Super Bowl. Bada bing, bada boom. Let, let me tell you the facts. Okay? Fact number one. Bill Parcells never won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick being being assistant. Never won one. Uh, 86 Giants, 1990 Giants. That's Bill Belichick. Okay? Fact number two. Last year, the New England Patriots had eight opt-outs. Uh, they lost a uh, the GOAT, uh, a, a Hall of Famer. If you don't want to call him a GOAT, a first ballot Hall of Famer uh, quarterback and Tom Brady. And you know who led the league in least penalties? The New England Patriots. How was that even possible? with that many new players. The least penalized team in the NFL, the New England Patriots. They will go to the playoffs this year. How far? Uh, you guys, I don't think, and, and you know, I've alternated my opinion. The 49ers, I'm going to talk about the NFC West tonight. I'm going to give my Super Bowl predictions on, or not, uh, my, my NFC East on Thursday, I will give my NFC represent, uh, uh, representative on Thursday's program, okay? And then next Thursday, I'll give you uh, the Super Bowl winner here on Sportscope. I'm going to work on the AFC all weekend. So, Asante Samuel, that sounds a little bit a white-black thing, and it's probably he didn't like the way Belichick done this. Again, uh I think it was more about the distraction thing rather than the COVID stuff. The COVID stuff may have been part of it. Uh, again, there, there's reports that 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 that, that uh, Belichick uh, was really irritated, and the staff was really irritated the, with the way uh, Cam, who has uh, handled these protocols, uh, he did something, and he didn't get a chance to practice for five days. That's just total nonsense, if you ask me. But anyways, so those are the angles here. Uh, there, I mean, there's other, there's other little inklings to this story. It's a big story. Uh, Spotrack puts out Nick Saban. I mean, this is the most impressive run in college football history. People are not recognizing. There's so much confusion out there. There's so much transition with the playoff and all this other nonsense that the, the, the run that, that Saban is on right now. Spoltrack puts out this 
Alabama has NFL stars all over the place. The Alabama, this is this year, okay? They have three NFL quarterbacks, including Hurts. The Alabama has six running backs currently in the NFL. They have seven wide receivers currently in the NFL, two tight ends, three left tackles pickles, one right tackle, two centers, seven defensive linemen, four linebackers, three cornerbacks, five safeties, one punter, and a partridge in a pear tree. I mean, Saban is just, you know, he's dedicated, again, with the Bruce Jenner stuff. It takes that kind of dedication to win big, day in, day out. Speed Sturrier said, why do you stay up to 10, 30, 11 o'clock, midnight, working on recruiting? Take it easy, man. Well, that's one national championship versus seven. And I just named you all the Alabama players. One more uh, 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 Alabama quarterback who's probably the best one so far of this dynasty, this Mac Jones guy, who's the least one, I would think, you know. But you got to look at it. This guy's had four first-round wide receivers. Maybe it was more him than them, you know even though he only played a season and a couple games the season before that. People talk about the Miami Hurricanes this and uh, Nebraska that, and I love Tom Osborne. You know, I, I love Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I, I love that 2001 Hurricane team. Uh, I respect the, the, the run the USC went on. They don't compare to this. They don't. He, he has raised the bar so far. Uh, this, this, is, this is, oh, even, even, uh, Bear Bryant, he's already surpassed Bear Bryant. They're the favorite to win the national championship this year. They're not the team. I've I've already picked Oklahoma. You know, Bryce Young, their quarterback, has been named the starter. He's already getting comparisons to Russell Wilson. But I I just, it it seems to amaze me the level of excellence and uh, that Alabama is is, is playing right now. It's very impressive. And I'm not a fan. I just... Guys, I just call balls and strikes. You know, I call it like I see it on the uh, on the program. In other news, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, there was no trade made. Uh, that's not going to be made. Uh, Brian Flores has come out and said the um, Brian Flores ha- has come out and said no, we're, we're not going to do anything. We uh, let me see. Let me see how he put it. Let me rewind a little bit. There was a report over the weekend uh, circulating. I, I read it off Sports Illustrated that the Dolphins were discussing uh, trading for Deshaun Watson for Houston, uh, three first round, uh, multiple second rounds, and nothing came to fruition there. And I'm thinking there were probably, and quite frankly, Flores, uh, Brian Flores, the head coach there, he didn't even deny. Chris Greer never even said anything about it. That's the general manager for the Miami Dolphins. And again, I said from the get-go, take a chance. Uh, the general manager there, now, he pushed back uh, this uh, Sierra, whatever the heck his name is, the, the, general, the GM for Texas. He says, well, we're not going to sell. And this is what I think happened. We're not going to move Deshaun for 70 cents on the dollar, okay? And that's essentially what it was. Uh, 
he's basically being played to be un, uh, inactive, if, from my understanding, Houston Texans. But uh, if you could make that happen at 70 cents on the dollar, yeah, I would. I, I, and I, in the back of their mind, uh, the, the Texans organization, from, from the ownership down, they're wishing that they would have just traded him before these uh, sexual assault allegations uh, came to fruition. You know? But my thing is, again, I, I've said this weeks ago, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on it. I think it's gonna blow over. Uh, I, I think it's all this other. I think he's gonna settle with these people. I don't think he's gonna be criminally charged. The league has not even put him on the exempt list. Uh, him being Deshaun Watson, because they don't have enough evidence to do so at this moment. Okay, I think it's gonna blow over. He might not even get suspended. There's one thing to be accused. There's another thing to be. Uh, have any kind of evidence of this, okay? So, I don't know either way. I'm just saying that, um, hey, Tim, good to see you, man. Good to see you. I'm about to give me a new pair of kicks, brother. I'm going to talk about this team here, on, here in just a few minutes. But to answer your question, Tim, to answer your question, brother, I would not, for one thing, Trey Lance has got a chip in his finger. Uh, I would not uh, play Trey Lance as a starter throughout the year. I would use him in package situations to score touchdowns, but I'm really, really high on the 49ers this year, especially, especially after I looked over their schedule. And I'll get to that here in just a second. Okay? So, again... I don't care what Flores said to the team today, Patua and all this nonsense. Uh, you could get to the playoffs with with Tua, but you could beat, uh, you can win this division. You got to win the division to get home field. Uh, you got to beat Buffalo. Buffalo's a powerhouse right now, okay? Buffalo's a powerhouse. Buffalo's going to go a long way. They got an MVP candidate, and I said this for two years, and now you guys that follow me for know that I, I call the shots here. You know, uh, Buffalo is a powerhouse. They have a Super Bowl window here. Uh, Miami's not close to them. Uh, quite frankly, I don't know if they're even uh, – it, it's going to be a coin toss. I think the Patriots have a better record this year than the uh, Miami Dolphins. But I think the owner stepped in. They said, this is going to look bad with all these assault allegations. Let's make sure. He probably won't play a snap this year. Uh, I thought he was going to play. But apparently, they're, they're going to pay him to not play. That's the reports I'm hearing from Deshaun Watson. And I'm sure in the back of the minds of the, the Texans, they want the number one overall pick anyways. Okay? So anyway, in uh, other news. Okay. Uh, da, 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 Gardner Minshew trade. Gardner Minshew went to Philadelphia because they feel, and I said this on the Mac and Jack show on Sunday, they, the Philadelphia Eagles, feel like they have a roster to compete in this division. 
They don't have a lot of trust. They don't have a lot of trust in Jalen Hurts. That's what that's about. They don't have a lot of trust in Jalen Hurts for what they're seeing in practice. And they're figuring maybe we can, uh, if this guy screws up the first three or four games, I got him at like four and 14, something like that, uh, four and 13, maybe five and 12. They'll be in about 10 games and they'll lose them because uh, teams are going to adapt to Jalen Hurts, see? And that's why I think they brought in Minshew. Why would you keep Joe Flacco, who's still on the roster, okay? Why would you keep Joe Flacco? That's my school of thought behind that with Gardner Minshew. Uh, they feel like they still could be competitive. They still have a lot of draft capital. But if they did not think they had the roster, they wouldn't have made that move. And they would just say, this is going to be a air quote rebuild year where we're going to lose as many as we can. We're just not saying it. Like a Houston, who seems to be trading away players. And, of course, Jacksonville the last two years. Hold on, guys. Let me change out my podcast here. Uh, man, a lot to talk about. I done went through 30 minutes already. Okay, so that's my school of thought. The Sean Watson got that out of the way. Jalen Hurts got that out of the way. Flacco is a stick man, too, by the way. Oh, before I get into the other, uh, before I get into the NFC West, Trey, uh, the Vikings. Okay, in case you all hadn't been following me the last week, uh, I did the NFC North and I did the NFC South. Uh, The NFC South, Tampa. Got Tampa. Not really a hot take. They're going to have the best record in the NFC. I've been saying that for months. No hot take. The NFC North, in case you didn't hear me, Minnesota. Minnesota's going to win the NFC North. Check out the news I heard today, Pickles. Uh, David Bakhtiari will start the season on the IR. He will miss a minimum of six games to start the season. That's a starting left tackle for the Green Bay Packers. Again, no David Bakhtiar, all-pro left tackle, one of the best in the game. No Corey Lindsey, the all-pro center. He's now with the L.A. Chargers. You're talking at San Francisco, which I've got, uh, Trey, if you're still there, I've tra- San Francisco, uh, I've got them beating uh, a healthy San Francisco, beating Green Bay. It's in the first few weeks of the season. And Pittsburgh, even with their offensive line issues, TJ Watt, uh, Melvin Ingram, I like Pittsburgh to beat them too. That's within the first uh, three weeks of the season. Bakhtiari is going to be a minimum. Their left tackle pickles is going to be a minimum out six games. Irv Smith. Uh, tight end, expected big things. He's got some kind of meniscus issue. He could be anywhere out from uh, 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 two to four weeks to two or three months. Big blow of Minnesota Vikings. Well, what happened today? Uh, Chris Herndon from the New York Jets was traded, much underutilized player with the Jets and all their craziness. Uh, he's a Minnesota Viking now. Uh, he's going to be an excellent pickup. Great move by the Minnesota Vikings. So I stand firm, 
patting myself on the back, I stand firm that uh, Minnesota will win the NFC North. They will win the NFC North. And, of course, Tampa's going to win the South. The Packers will struggle this year. They're not going to get that number one seed like they did last year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he's got a torn ACL. That's another team. That's another team. That's why I want to spend the weekend and go over the AFC. I'm not sure about this Baltimore team. you got wide receivers, uh, uh, Bateman, their first-round pick, Hollywood Brown, all those guys banged up, okay? J.K. Dobbins, you're starting running back, torn ACL. Uh, now you've got Gus Edwards. They're still okay at this moment, but it's starting to add up for this team. Uh, Pittsburgh's very strong. They match up well against them. Cleveland's the best team in that division by far. They're going to win that AFC North. I can tell you that right now. Uh, best offensive line, PFF rating, upgraded their secondary, uh, pass rush upgraded. Now uh, you got Beckham back. So I, I, I'm really leery about picking this uh, this Baltimore team. Okay, the Colts are the same thing. Again, I've been saying the whole time I like Tennessee to win that division. Now, T.Y. Hilton, he's going to miss several weeks. He's got a neck injury. Uh, he can miss three to four months. Their left tackle, I'll stand corrected, Pickles, it was not the starting left tackle. Their backup, though, that was supposed to compete for the starting job, this guy, uh, what's his name, Sam uh, T-E-V-I, Tel Aviv, you know, sounds like something out of Afghanistan. Uh, Adam Scheffner was saying that he's going to be done for this season. Now, their starter, this Julian Davenport, uh, he's not hurt. So their left tackle will be okay, but they've got T.Y. Hilton out. It's out. Uh, very rough schedule. Now they look like a team that that may struggle. I say, Well, I said they're going to struggle. They have really bad first five games. And I still see them possibly getting it together later in the season and getting some momentum. But I think they're going to struggle early. I like Tennessee uh, to really get off to a good start here and, and, and get a good, comfortable lead in the um, in the AFC South there. So it look, a lot of I told you so here. Uh, other news and notes. Detroit, what's going on, man? Detroit Lions, my friend Freddie, the pizza man. Lions cut Bashard Perriman and Geronimo Allison. Uh, they cut their kicker. They don't even have a kicker on their roster. So my thing is they are probably going to be a, uh, my guess is these guys couldn't block well. Uh, this Dan this Dan Campbell is a former uh, tight end in this league. Very physical. They got Anthony Lynn, a running back, former running back, uh, as the uh, offensive coordinator. This is going to be a power running team. Short pass. TJ Hawkinson is going to be your number one target, my guess is. Uh, highly rated tight end. Got off to a pretty good start there. I think that's what's going to happen there. And guys like Terrell Williams, he's going to be a big fantasy guy. TJ Hawkinson pickle is going to get a lot of targets. And DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift, I expect good things out of him. 
really interesting things going on in Detroit, okay? But I thought that was kind of weird, the way they're doing. So uh, they're really trying to do some things there. I'm just looking over some of my news and notes that, man, that was a lot of stuff going on there, folks, I'll tell you. All right, so NFC West, all right. Uh, most competitive division in the NFL. Let me get a sip of water here. Of course, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones brought in from the NFC West. I'm starting off at Arizona. Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat. That is not a hot take, okay? Um, yeah, and they cut their kicker, Randy Bullock, Pickles. I think they may pick up Prater, talking about Detroit. Now, Arizona. Uh, I like their draft. I like their players. Remember I was talking about at the beginning of the program, guys, about Bill Belichick and the Patriots, the, the least penalized team in the NFL? Well, you know the most penalized team in the NFL? It's the Arizona Cardinals. Penalties, turnovers, putting your quarterback in harm's way. Kyler Murray's taking shot after shot after shot. He might not finish the season. You know, all that being said, they still finished 8-8 last year. I like their rookie uh, wide receiver, Rondell Moore, they picked up. Uh, But the bad news is they got Malcolm Brown, former Tennessee Titan, on the uh, retirement reserve list. He's contemplating retirement. I don't know if he's going to do it or not, but he's out on play at the start of the season. Patrick Peterson's with Minnesota right now. So you're going to have problems on the back end of their defense. Uh, Kenyon Drake, he left in free agency. uh, Larry Fitzgerald's contemplating retirement. So they're going to have a revamped defense. They've only got six starters coming back on defense. I know that J.J. Watt broke all the headlines, but really this team is not that good. Uh, Chandler Jones wants more money. He may hold out. That's your other big pass rusher. And, of course, you got Simmons there that they picked up there, the linebacker from uh, Clemson, uh, Buda Baker. They got some pieces, but they got a lot of holes, too. And they're just not that well a coach team, you know. And I just don't have a lot of faith in their running game. I never had faith in their running game. I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about their quarterback guys, you know. I'm not talking about Kyler Murray. I'm talking about the ability to get the ball in the running back's hand and get him momentum. That's been their problem. And this 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 option stuff, this play action crap, uh, this read option, uh, man, this guy's getting blasted back there. You know, I know he won Rookie of the Year and everything. But he took a shot in the preseason a few days ago, and we saw the shot that he took in Seattle uh, last year that I thought was going to put him down on that third. I want to say it was a Thursday night game. But that being said, uh, you know, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, they got a lot of receiving threats there. Uh, they, they, you know, they beat a healthy 49er team last year. They beat Seattle on Sunday night games, and then they can turn around and lose to a banged-up uh, 49er team with, with the backups, you know, that they're, they're up-and-down-and-over-round type of team. So 
My thing is that they're probably a nine and eight team. Uh, I, maybe 10 and seven. I'm leaning nine and eight. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that they may upset what they may, they may beat every team in this division once. But you look at their schedule, they got to play Tennessee to start the season here in Nashville. This Tennessee team is loaded. They're going to be able to run the football handily in that early start time with Derrick Henry to help the offensive line. Uh, they got Minnesota at home. But then in week four, they got to go to the Rams, then San Francisco at Cleveland. Not going to win any of those games, okay? Uh, at San Francisco again, of course. Uh, I, I, I just don't like their schedule. I don't like the makeup of it. And it's, um, like I said, they're going to be an interesting team. They might be able to knock out Green Bay on a uh, Thursday night game in Arizona, October the 28th, close to Halloween. But, you know, they got to play the Rams on a Monday night on December 13th. Then they got to fly to Detroit on a short week there. Well, Detroit could beat them, you know. Then at Dallas, Seattle, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I think Kilf Kingsbury will get fired this year. And maybe Murray, uh, maybe he goes back and plays baseball. Maybe the new coach talks Kyler Murray into uh, into staying another year. I think he could probably do something with the guy. He's quick enough to get out of trouble. Uh, we saw the Buffalo game last year where he had the miracle throw there and catch. Uh, things can happen. I just think you got to be able to uh, keep him from getting hit less, and uh, they need to do some more traditional running. Now, maybe they're doing that because they don't feel like that uh, that Murray can see over the line he's so short. I think he's like 5'10", 5'9". Uh, you know, Doug Flutie is close to that height, okay? I think he can make it. It's just Clint, Clint, remember, Cliff Kingsbury was fired from Texas Tech. It was his alma mater. That's where he went to school at, guys. Uh, he's a good offensive mind guy. Good head coach. I just don't like a good uh, offensive coordinator. I don't like him as a head coach. So I think this is his last year. He's going to get canned this year. Uh, that's my prediction. Rams. Okay. Uh, Rams have had injuries already. Cam Akers out. Uh, Daryl Henderson got a thumb issue. Uh, we've talked about they brought in Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is not quite the player he was in 2018. Uh, people talk about, well, why did they do this? Yada, yada, yada. Why the Patriots drafting where they did? They drafted him over uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was coming off an ACL, okay? But going back to Sonny Michelle, the running back for the Patriots, who was traded to uh, traded to uh, uh, the Rams because of their injuries at quarterback, like I said they would do. This guy's only got 440 yards, one touchdown, 79 carries. So he kind of fell back in the pack there. The Patriots are pretty good at that position. Uh, if Andrew Whitworth, 39 years old, Andrew Whitworth's my age, guys. He's a few months younger. He will be 40. Uh, Whitworth, he will be 40 in um, December, pickle. If he could stay upright, this team can probably get to the playoffs. I think they're going to start fast. I think they're going to play well. But they've lost some pieces. They're a very 
top-heavy team. Not to sound like a recording, but they are. Uh, that being said, if you keep Jalen Ramsey healthy, if you keep um, – jeez, what's this guy's name? Aaron Donald healthy for most of these games with Whitworth, well, of course, Stafford, you know, which was – uh, a 2022 first-round pick, in case you don't remember. A 2023 first-round pick. This past year, a 2021 and Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. Les Snead and Sean McVay, again, like I said back in, what was this, March? Pushing all their chips in, okay? But I'm glad you, you brought up a good point, Pickles. Uh, C.J. Anderson... If you guys don't recall, during Todd Gurley's, um, during Todd Gurley's, uh, injured one week, not injured the next escapade in 2018, the the Rams brought in C.J. Anderson, a guy who propelled them to the Super Bowl that year. It was one of the most boring Super Bowls ever, but they got to the Super Bowl. And a lot of that was picking up a guy off waiver wire. It's an important position, but your line is the better position, okay? Uh, it's mainly about the line, and it's about your blocking scheme. Uh, running backs help. Don't get me wrong. Running backs help. So they lost John Johnson, their best safety. He is a Cleveland Brown, okay? Uh, they've also lost Troy Hill, their third corner. He's also a Cleveland Brown. Uh, Gerald Everett is a uh, Seattle Seahawk. Lost him. Josh Reynolds playing here in Tennessee at wide receiver. So you got eight offense, seven defensive guys. You know, with the new defensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator is now the head coach there, Staley, Brendan Staley. He's the head coach at the uh, at, at the uh, Chargers now. That being said. Uh, Open up against Chicago. I think they're going to beat this Chicago team. Who Andy Dalton at home in L.A. They got to play the Colts, a Colts team in week two that just now getting used to new quarterback with Carson um, Wentz there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton banged up, okay? I think they have a really clean shot to win that game. So my losses, I actually have them beating Tampa. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat Tampa. Tampa's got to play them in week three, and then in week four you've got this big, built-up New England game. Brady's been talking trash all summer about that game. Now you've got back Jones as a starter here. Uh, that's going to be a highly billed game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to travel all the way to L.A. and play uh, the Rams, a healthy round team, week three. And then they got to go back to Tampa. And then they got to go all the way up to Foxborough and play the Patriots the next the next week. I think they beat I think they beat the Bucs. I think Whitworth will still be feeling good. Uh, I, th- I think they're. I think the Bucks gonna be looking ahead. They're never gonna say this, but they're gonna be looking ahead. And I think they beat they beat the Bucks last year in Tampa when Whitworth got hurt. And now I know this Bucks team's much better. Don't get me wrong, Bucks ain't gonna lose much. 
So I, I got them beating Tampa Bay. You know, my losses, uh, their losses are going to come at Seattle on Thursday night, October 7th. You're talking 80-something percent winning percentage for Thursday night home teams, okay? So I think they're going to lose that one. They got to play at Frisco on Monday night. I think they'll lose that one, okay? After their bye week, they play at Green Bay. They got Jacksonville. But then they got to play at Arizona on Monday night, December 15th. Seattle at home on the 19th. Uh, That's a short week. I think they lose that Seattle game. At Minnesota, at Baltimore, San Francisco. This is where they free fall. This is probably where Whitworth starts to get banged up. This is where Aaron Donald, by the way, remember he got hurt in that Seattle playoff game last year. He got hurt in that game last year, and then the Rams beat up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Brian says he's just not that scared of Arizona. So this Ram team, I've got them. What did I have them at? Hold on. Let me make sure I got this right, guys. Took me all May Sunday to, to, to get this taken care of. I got them at 10 and 7. I got them. And most of their, again, down the stretch, most of their losses are going to come after their bye week. Their bye week is really late. It's on, it's right around Thanksgiving. The only easy game they got, uh, Brian, is Jacksonville. I mean, at Green Bay after the bye week. Jacksonville home at Arizona Monday night. Then they got to play Seattle. That's a big disadvantage when you play a team off of a Monday night game, okay? At Minnesota, team I've got winning the North. I got Minnesota winning that game. At Baltimore, that's another physical team. And then they're playing... The, 49, uh, the 49ers the following week. That is three minimum three to four losses in that one little stretch there, guys. Excuse me. Hold on. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, four out of the last seven games, I think they're going to lose. Okay? And then the other three, they got to play teams like uh, at Seattle, at the Giants. They may lose at the Giants. Okay? They got Tennessee at home. They could be looking ahead. They could lose to Tennessee there. So uh, they had the number one defense last year, but they lost players from that defense. They lost the coordinator from that defense. I think they're going to find a way to slide in as one of the uh, – probably the second wild card, maybe the third wild card, something of that nature, okay? My guess is. I'll give you this, guys, on um, – I will give you this, guys uh, – on Thursday, we will talk the NFC in the NFC Super Bowl. Okay, Seattle. Uh, Seattle, they, they did a good job. Now remember, they were 12-4 and four last year in the regular season. Uh, got Jamal Adams signed. My only concern about Seattle is Dwayne uh, Brown, their left tackle, who held out for seven games in the... Uh, as a Houston Texan, guys, okay? And then he got traded to Seattle. He wants another contract extension. 
if you if they don't have Dwayne Brown, they might not make the playoffs. I'm serious about this. I think they're going to fold. Remember, we still, we got we still got over a week to go. They're going to fold at our the last hour, and they're going to pay Dwayne Brown something. They can't do it. They can't make it without him. Okay. Then they gave Jamal Adams a lot of money. The problem is they lost a lot of cornerbacks. You know. I'm trying to see the players here. They lost. Um, Okay, let's here we go. Uh Shaq Griffin played 12 games last year. Uh Jonathan Bullard. Uh Jared Reed lost him, lost their uh center. No, it was the guard, but they they replaced their KJ Wright, uh linebacker. Uh eight defensive guys returning nine on offense. Now they did add players like Gerald Everett. I told told you about that. Uh who was it? Who who's the other guy? Gabe Jackson. Gabe Jackson was the big one. Uh, that's the guard they got from the Raiders. That was to, to, to satisfy Russell Wilson, who hasn't liked his offensive line. Now they've got guys like Chris Carson. They're going to be okay. They're just not going to have a great pass rush. They're not going to have a great secondary. Uh, ESPN said that they they uh, they were one of the least improved teams in the offseason, even with the moves they made on offense. So they're still going to be weak on the back end. This is not the dominating defense. This is not the Legion of Boom they had 10 years ago uh, with, with, uh, with that group of guys. Totally different group of guys. They're paying Russell Wilson a lot of money, okay? They're paying him over $35, $36 million a year, okay? So they're still going to be good, though, but they're not going to be the best team in this division, okay? Um, I think that they're probably – a 12 and 5, 11 and 6 type of team. Again, remember, we got 17 games. Uh, they just don't really match up on the road. They got to play at Green Bay uh, November 14th. I actually got them winning that one. But, you know, they got to play teams like at Washington, uh, at Pittsburgh. At Minnesota, at Indianapolis, I think I'm winning Indianapolis game, but it's just a um, I got them finishing second though in this division, and I do got them making the playoffs. Okay, they're going to be an interesting team. We know what kind of offense they have. I think Russell Wilson uh, could top last year's stats. Perhaps he probably could still be in the MVP conversation. Got Josh Allen leading it coming in. But, you know, I thought he was a favorite last year for most of the year and, and the year before that, for, for that matter. So they're our playoff team. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. I got them making it as a wild card, and I've got uh, Green Bay getting out of the other wild card. But I've got uh, uh, Rams sliding in there, like they did last year, actually, the Rams. Sliding in. Now, of course, the Rams could get a bunch of, um, you know, losses. Okay. All right. Here we go, Trey. I'm really impressed with the 49ers this year, guys. I'm telling you, even after all this, what they did with the, uh, you know, trading the 12th pick and the and the 2022 uh, third, uh, uh, next year's third round, uh, next year's first round picks to go up three slots, to get Trey Lance, I think that this 
Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's going to have a pretty good season. Didn't have the greatest uh, preseason, per se. But again, they got Alex Mack. I didn't know this. They got the really good Pro Bowl-level center from um, from 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 Atlanta in the offseason, by the way. Okay? And uh, this Trey Sermon, I'm hearing really rave reviews about him. Uh, Raheem Mostert back. Brandon Ayuk uh, paid uh, Trent Williams pickles, probably one of the best, if not the best left tackle in the game, $20 million extension. He's one of the best tackles in the game. Uh, I do not think that they're going to start uh, 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 Trey Lance. He's got this thing in his in his uh, foot thumb there. I think they're going to bring him in in situational packages throughout the season. And they're going to start Jimmy Garoppolo. I think this team is loaded. I think offensively this team is better than any team than any team that Garoppolo has played with. You've got George Kittle, uh, like I said, Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Trey Sermon, and Raheem Mostert. That is a great running back backfield. And from my understanding is they're bringing this other guy back from Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, uh, Oh, by the way, Cal Yuskit, their fullback, he's back. I'm trying to figure out this guy's name, and I'm not, I just cannot remember his name. But either way, uh, you know, guys like Javon Kenlaw, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, they paid Fred Warner, their linebacker, uh, an extension. This team is very much loaded. Okay. Check out their check out their schedule. I'm even higher pickles on them now. Then I have been pumping them up after dissecting game by game of this 49er team, okay? They're at Detroit. Detroit will probably give them a game for a half. And Trey Smith. Is it Trey Sermon? Maybe it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is Trey Smith. Yeah. You got two Trey's. You got Trey, Trey, uh, Trey Lance and Trey Smith. Anyways, okay. At Detroit, Detroit's going to give them a game. 49ers will pull, low, uh, pull away second half. Don't worry about that. So then they got to go on the road again and play Philadelphia. Well, that's 2-0 right there, okay? Philadelphia cannot match up whatsoever with this 49er team. And then they got Green Bay at home. I just mentioned, told you guys, week three, David Bakhtiari is not going to be playing. He's an all-pro level left tackle. Against Joey Bosa. Okay. So not Trey Smith, Pickles. That guy ended up going to Kansas City. Uh, I'm trying I'm thinking of that guy that played running back for Tennessee. And then I think he transferred to like Baylor or something. Hold on, guys. I'm already got to switch out my time again. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Okay, anywho. So, my point is, they got Green Bay at home. They got Seattle at home. I got them beating that game, winning that game. Then they got to play as Arizona. I think they're going to be 5-0 and at the bye week. Now, they got an early bye week, uh, October 17th. Then they got the Colts at home at Chicago, Arizona at home, Rams at home. 
at Jacksonville. They'll smoke Jacksonville, Minnesota at home. And then they end up the season uh, at Cincinnati, Atlanta, uh, at Tennessee. I think they'll lose that Tennessee game. That's a Thursday night game across the country. Uh, you guys know how I feel about that. So I think Tennessee will end up beating them. My point is, they're a 15-2, and 14-3 and three team. This team will push Tampa all year long, my prediction, uh, for the number one seed. Uh, ultimately, I think Tampa's going to get it. Tampa's a little bit better. Uh, Tampa has a 31st-ranked schedule in the NFL. But I see this team winning this division. I think they're going to win it by probably two games. Okay? Uh, I think it'll be tight early, but they're, 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 they're deep. A uh, uh, lot more depth at running back. They even got depth at, uh, at the quarterback this year with, with Trey Smith. So, uh, Trey Lance, excuse me. Trey Lance. Yeah, too many trades. They got to trade Sermon to run back Trey Lance. Uh, I, I'm high on Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance. Again, if you take one of these players from these small schools, a Wyoming, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, he has to be that much better, you know, for the Jets to be that high on Zach uh, Wilson at BYU. I understand. I want to say that. Um, Steve Young with the BYU. But those type of schools, man, you really, really got to kill it in the workouts for them, for these scouts and these teams to put their reputation on the line to draft you. I think he's going to be great, but not this year. Let him sit. Alex Smith, okay? Alex Smith, uh, he, you know, they went to the playoffs. Let Patrick Mahomes sit for a year. He came back out. He was great. Again, Patrick Mahomes had the best PFF preseason rating before Mac Jones. Mahomes turned out to be great. You won't, and, and Mahomes, uh, here's why I think it's good that he sit out. He said it wasn't to the middle of his first year that he fully understood defenses. He didn't even understand all the, de- it might have been the second year that he actually started, not the year he sit, the year you sit, ideally you want everybody to sit, okay? Not unless they played three years like a Trevor Lawrence. But you you want to get the routine of being a pro. You want to get the routine of breaking down film, okay, in the NFL. You just want to get that routine of being on those meetings when the games are real. Not these preseason games where nobody's is, um, not when they're, uh, you know, scheming against you and all that. When they're not scheming, we're playing everything vanilla. But when they're scheming against you and, and you're playing starters for four quarters, okay? So ideally, a guy that didn't even play much in, in 2020, yeah, I want you want you want uh Trey Lance to sit as much as possible. Okay. I think he will. I think Kyle Shanahan, this finger injury is a great excuse for him to not play. Uh they're still going to use him in special packages. And I think Garoppolo is totally fine with it. Again, best team they've had in in uh, in a couple of years offensively, maybe not defensively, but offensively, yes. And on the back end defensively, I, I do think is is better uh, backside wise. They didn't bring back Richard Sherman because there are other players they feel like are better players than a rich. Of course, Sherman got in trouble, but he wasn't even with the team. Uh, prior to that incident, guys. 
So 49ers winning the West. Let's recap. Got 49ers winning the West so far. At Tampa winning the South. No, no big deal. Uh, Minnesota winning the North. Who do I have in the uh, wild card? Okay. Um, so far, Green Bay, Seattle. Seattle will be my number one wild card team. They'll be the top team for the wild card. Okay. And uh, the Rams. The Rams will, will also be in the wild card. They stumble into the uh, wild card race. So there's your wild card. I'm going to talk about the East. We'll give. We'll break down the Super Bowl for the um, NFC on Thursday. As you can see, I'm already over an hour. I was going to do it today, but I figured, no, nah, I'll just put it off to Thursday. Uh, so that is pretty much all I have. By the way, again, if you guys get a chance, very interesting documentary, that Bruce Jenner, if you want to be inspired uh, about his run in the 76 Olympics, what it takes, really good stuff here. Other, other news and notes, other comments about that. I noticed that he had his son, Bert, from his first wife involved in this documentary. I did not have Chris Kardashian in here. Did not have any of the Kim or none of the Kardashians were in this documentary. I thought that was telling. Nobody's talking about this. I think that they were against him converting to a woman. Uh, but you really didn't hear about that in the news. Great documentary. Check it out on Netflix, the Bruce Jenner documentary. Again, I will be back Thursday. If you guys like the show, share the show. Uh, if you want to contribute to the program, you contribute at the Zelle app, Z-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, uh, at sports, the word sports, scope at gmail.com. Again, I'll be on here Thursday, give or take a few minutes, probably try to get up here about 10 or 15 minutes early. So check your uh, notifications. Those of you that subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast. I guess I'm on Spotify, guys, okay? Best in the country here. And a lot of the stuff I've said has come to fruition. Go back and listen to previous Sports Scope. Uh, subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, you can listen to the podcast anytime. Put it on in your car, on your Bluetooth. You turn the car off, you turn it back on, right back to your radio right where I left off, okay? So have a good night, everybody. I'll see you Thursday. We're getting one week closer to the NFL. We'll be seven days away, one week away. So have a good one, everybody. Thank you, Pickles. And uh, I will see you Thursday here on SportsCope.